Aloha and welcome to the sacred. Thank you for taking the time to do something for yourself today. You are entering a space that is here to help shed our old stories, to heal our hearts, to hold space and love each other, and to help create the world and life that we all dream of. Let us thank our ancestors and our children's children, those who have walked before and are yet to come, our Mother Earth, Father Sun, Grandmother Moon, the Star Nations and Great Spirit, the Unnameable One, thank you for bringing us together and allowing us to sing the Song of Life. Please sit down, relax and enjoy yourself and thank you for listening to this podcast. Yo! I am lit up this week, so this podcast is going to be a fiery one. For those of you that have never listened to The Sacred, my name is Emma, and welcome. I'm so excited to have you here and for what you're about to experience. We like to come into this space every week with our breath. I think it's really important to connect with our breath. So what we're going to do, if it is safe to do so and you're not driving, then I would love for you to close your eyes and we're going to take in three deep breaths in through our nose and out through our mouth and again. One more time. And just softening, softening into this moment and really taking this time and honoring yourself in this sacred space that is created for you. I have had the word on my heart today, Firestarter, and that's where I feel like I'm at currently. Um, I'm I'm feeling the embodiment of that word um, so much. And as I sit here and drink my cup of cacao, that was bought to me by the beautiful cacao drinking chocolate. Um, I am just so grateful and so humbled and so honored to be able to bring you this podcast, to be able to connect with you and to be able to honor you. Um, I had Mackenzie Marsloff on that last week and it has just been a turning point for me for the last few weeks with the women that I've been blessed to have on this podcast this year, starting with Emma Neverson, um, the Moonstration Calendar, Gracie Believe, she is the self-love coach. Um, her story is fucking miraculous and spectacular. Amanda Hill, a woman, a woman on a mission. She is your girl. She has your back. She is ah oh, high vibes. Then Mackenzie, the love I felt from Mackenzie just opened my heart and opened this space. And this week, the beautiful, amazing, heartfelt woman. Megan Louise Brodbeck. She is what you might know of as Alive Earth. 
She is a conscious empowerment coach, a spiritual mentor. She is the founder of Alive Earth. And her mission in this world is very direct, very simple, but much needed. It is to guide one million hearts home to truth, to feel truly alive. Megan is someone that studied, uh, she has a bachelor degree in psychological science. She is studying Zen Buddhism and scripture. She does somatic breath work. She's a Reiki healer. She works with doTERRA. She is just incredible. So I'm so honored, so humbled, and just fucking excited to bring you Megan Louise Broadbeck. On this week's podcast, I have the absolutely delightful Megan Louise Broadbeck. She is, oh, I can't even describe you. You're doing so much at the moment. Um, I see that you're currently doing breath work and you work with doTERRA and oils and you're a coach and there's just so much going on with you at the moment. So I'm so excited to have you on and to share you with the guests on this week's podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Emma. Yeah, yeah. I'm very, very excited. And yes, it's it, there is a lot <laughs> that is happening in my spirit at the moment, which is so perfect. It's really beautiful. But it all comes down to the one sort of intention, which is beautiful. Yeah. So what do you... So would you like me to go... Into? I would love for you. Like, what is your... With that, what you just said, like, so what's the one sort of intention? What do you yeah. feel like your intention is? Yes. Yeah, so I always love to bring it back down to that um, my, my brand is called Alive Earth and so my mission is to essentially guide one million hearts home to the truth within themselves, to an unlimited presence and power within them that is beyond conditioning and programming that is installed into us throughout our lives. And I believe truly that if we can tap into that wisdom within, that that's when we really truly come alive and then we're really actually living. So that's really the intention of everything that I do is through like ancient wisdom and other like all different modalities like somatic work um, and using, you know, the wisdom of the earth, like plant medicines, like essential oils, it all comes back to that one intention of guiding people home Oh, I love that. And that resonates so much um, with me. It really is so important, that kind of work right now to connect people back to Gaia. So I'm so grateful, like so grateful for what you're doing. How did you start this journey? Like was it something from being a little girl that you always felt a connection to or is it something that you've grown? Like it's obviously it's developing, but yeah. Mm. No, so it definitely developed. I really came to connect to it actually in my adult life, I guess, the the energy within that I think is part of all things, that there is a oneness and, and an energy underlying everything. And that was something that I only really connected to in my adult life and directly experienced 
as I grew up, I had the idea in my head, you know, I thought everything is energy and I don't really believe we all die. Like there's something, something more that is at play here. And um, I really, truly believed in sort of the universe, but that was as far as my actual learning, like conceptualization went. So the way I actually ended up falling into this work is, was actually through deep suffering. Mm. And it happens for many, many people, the way in which they actually come into looking for that thing within and looking for that freedom and their power is because they're in so much pain. So that was where I was at. I was in so much pain. I had experienced, like we had mental illness in our family. I experienced like really severe depression and anxiety um, through like many years of my life. I was on a maximum dose of like antidepressant medication, like really suicidal. I was self-harming. I had poor relationship with food, like would, yeah, and um, had panic attacks a lot of the time. And so there was a pretty much, a, would say, a, two to three year window of my life in which I was practically bed bound because I also had two strains of the glandular fever virus, which had me um, very, very ill um, for a long time. And that virus interacted with my system and I believe either it, it triggered intolerances in, with food as well. So there was a lot going on that meant that I was stuck inside all day long experiencing essentially not feeling like I was even alive at all because I had such poor well-being and functioning. And so there was this deep pain and suffering I was experiencing, which drove me to the point at which it was like, okay, um, I either put up with this or I, and I try to find a way out, like actually try to find a way out or I just give up altogether. Like, I'm not really living anyway, so why should I bother moving forward? Mm. And so there was a conscious decision there to try to see. So I'd seen many, like, medical, I'd seen, like, immunologists, rheumatologists, and doctors everywhere, naturopaths. I tried everything to get back on track. And then I switched to um, essentially a gluten-free vegan diet. Slowly over time, I went through elimination diet and that, that actually really helped me. There was something in my gut that was not working. So that really helped and got, gave me some energy in moving forward. So there was a turning point that gave me a glimmer of hope. And then later down the track, um, I'd experienced a partner, a long-term partner I'd been with for a couple of years. I actually, in the, the depths of this sort of depression that was still present, um, you know, self-harm and suicidality, I then had discovered that they'd been cheating on me for six months and it destroyed me. Like I was already at my lowest mm. and that like totally ripped me apart. Mm. And it was at that point, like my, my mum had, like just to give you an idea, my mum had no idea what to do with me. She locked all of the knives and like scissors and blades in the house in a toolbox and like closed it with a, like a padlock so that I couldn't get in and try to hurt myself again. So it has gotten to the point at which they just didn't know what to do anymore. And she said, like, if it happens again, I have to admit you to a hospital. Like, we don't know what to do with you anymore. And so at that massively low point, which I was just totally broken, it was like, well, this is it. 
like uh, this is it I think for me like I either really fucking choose to leave or I choose to give it a go like if I'm gonna stay on this planet then I'm gonna do my very fucking best to know what it feels like to actually feel alive to feel like I'm actually really living a fulfilling life or at least not like feeling like a zombie and just suffering all day long and that switched something for me Mm. consciously choosing to live Mm. and then from that decision everything just like continued to unfold I chose to stay alive and then I had experienced being raped and then I was like I'm fucking done with being a victim here like there were so many things that were really hard in my life that were very painful experiences but they set me up so perfectly to be where I am now and to see exactly what it was I needed to experience in that in order to actually move forward and find myself, to find that wisdom within and the freedom, presence, like power that is available in any moment for all of us. So there was these beautiful events that just dropped into my experience in which then I had the conscious decision, look, okay, I get to move through this into something even greater. Mm. And that's how it really unfolded. And then once I discovered that for myself, I had sort of a deep connection with um, that, that experience, like that freedom and presence within. There was like a deep embodied experience of that. And then I knew that I'd found what I was looking for and that other people can also find it. Mm. And that's when I set on the journey to guide people to it. Like, wow. Like, yes. So many things that you just said there. And I think the most profound thing is the beauty in the pain, but the power that comes through choice. So the power that we all have through choice, we can't control our circumstances and all those things, but we can make different choices, can't we? And there is so much beauty in all of the pain that we experience through our lives because it brings us to where we are today. And by switching that energy around to gratefulness for those experiences, no matter how painful and dark they were at that time, it just changes everything. It's so powerful. Mm, absolutely agree like there's so much that's in there for us we can look at it in a particular way if we take absolute like radical responsibility for our lives Mm. then we have so much power of choice and we can look back on those experiences and say okay cool this happened I get to accept that it happened and what was my responsibility in creating that Mm. how did I create that Mm. And how do I learn from that and move forward? Mm. It's a very empowering way to look at things, even if it's painful at first. Definitely. And it's taking that victim mentality away and actually being responsible for the things that have happened to us, whether they are what we might call good or bad, we created them. And it is, it's that radical responsibility. I think that's such a thing that's coming up at the moment a lot too, is people using that word responsibility and taking responsibility. Um, And it's so beautiful to hear, like no matter who is listening today, that you can come from any place and change your life. It's not 
like it's ever too late to change it. There's no darkness that's too great. There's nothing that's happening in your life where you cannot flip it around the other way. Autumn, like, yeah, and it's going to take work, as you would know. Like, it takes work daily. Yeah, it absolutely does. And we also have, like, incredible tools to use that make it easier, mm. you know. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Even the like language. The, yeah. Even the language around it, whether hard or easy and things like that, just simple things like that. Yeah, yeah. Could, it can be the slightest language shift, such as less challenging or mm. things can be more effective or we can switch it to things are improving. Like the slightest language shift is something that you can make very easily. Mm. And it, I guess too it's that whole teaching your brain to think of things differently. Like you have to train your brain and rewire your brain to react to things differently and think of things differently. And when you've lived for that amount of time that way, that's going to take a little bit of work and that's okay. Like that's fine. It's fine that it takes work. It's part of the journey, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like massive, massive part of, or at the core really of like my coaching and work um, with, with people is teaching that there are um, unconscious programs, essentially like the conditioning that we have learned, um, particularly from zero to seven, mm. but all throughout our lives that then actually shape and create who we are and how we think we fit into the world. And those unconscious programs, they run everything. All of those neural pathways, they, they essentially design your life. And so you get to realize that it's just an unconscious program. Like don't judge yourself for the fact that that's happened because it was pretty much just given to you. You never actually chose it in the first place. Mm. And so take, take the massive pressure and weight off of yourself if you feel like you're never able to move out of that pain or you're constantly judging yourself because you sabotage and you don't seem to be able to move forward. Take that pressure off and that judgment. Be in acceptance of what is right now and then see that you have the power and choice to move forward. And it's just about taking a step again and again and again because we are re, um, rewiring all of your neural pathways and uninstalling programs that have been installed and practiced for years and years and years of your life. It just takes repetition and work. And you can do it if you stay, like, stay present within yourself and like, present in the moment and have an acceptance of everything that is and allow that power of choice to be there. Mm. You keep moving forward and it happens for you. Mm. And I think we'll touch on something else that you spoke about earlier too right now because I feel it really connects. It's also using things like essential oils, like plant medicine, like things that God, like the earth has given us to help us continually step us back into a place of realignment, of where we can focus because no matter what where you are at in your personal spiritual development whatever you like to whatever words you like to put on it um, there's always going to be ups and downs there's always going to be times when that old programming comes in and tells you you're not worthy or whatever it is for you and these tools are here to pull us back into into love and into that place how do you find that they help like what do you like to work with and how do you find they help with you oh so many things um yes absolutely because like for example if that thought comes up that thought of oh fuck i'm not good enough 
Mm. Thoughts that arise then create emotional experiences in the body. Then you will collapse, constrict and close down. And then whatever you're carrying energetically and emotionally affects your behaviors. And then it affects everything else in your life that you experience. So you can, for example, in, with essential oils, we can cut it off at the emotion part. If a thought arises and you're having an emotional reaction, say I go into a state of feeling helpless or um, depressed or anxious, and then I want to shift that into feeling more optimistic and uplifted and confident, all I need to do is grab a bottle of essential oils like Elevation or motivate if I want to feel more motivated or some kind of citrus blend, a citrus bliss. That immediately, when I smell that, it will the the molecules will go to my olfactory bulb in my brain, and that will go straight to your limbic system, which is where all of your emotions live, and it creates a shift in your emotional experience seconds after just having a smell of this essential oil. And you can apply it to your body, and it works on a cellular level. You can just apply it and make a shift straight away. Just by using like this, the medicine of the earth that is available to you in any moment mm. is something that I teach is that there is only the present moment mm. and everything in life is, um, I draw on a lot of sort of Buddhism and very ancient spirituality. Um, the only two things that are actually reliable in our lives and that are constant our mother earth as our foundation and second is our breath these are the only two things that are with us from birth until death that remain constant as a foundation that we can always draw upon for support and grounding and foundation and so they're really important as part of like the work that i do so like breath work for example or not even a doesn't have to necessarily be a breathwork session, but using the breath in any moment, just returning back to your breath is so powerful. Mm. And then feeling the foundation of Mother Earth because everything in life is temporary and transient. Our emotions are always going here and there. Our thoughts, our behaviours, our personality, our identity, everything is always shifting and moving. And that's okay. We can allow that. If we can just come back to our foundations, Mother Earth and our breath, then we're really solid and then we have so much awareness and space and power of choice. If we can do something as simple as return to your breath in the moment, bring awareness to your breath, use, for example, an essential oil if you want to shift your state and breathe in like something to, to assist you in the emotional level and feel a connection to Gaia and help with like your, you know, your energy and vibration mm -hmm. and just, Get your feet on the ground. Like so simple, simplest things. So simple. It's actually really interesting because the two fears that we are born with as a human being um, is a fear of falling and a fear of loud noises. And both those things are still the fears that we have now like as adults, but we've just developed them out into be bigger things than they originally were. So it's like when you start to feel that fear come into your life, whether it be that story of lack of self-worth or just whatever it is for you because it's all different, but most of us often feel that story of we're not good enough. I think that's a common, a common story. And it's just like using those practices instead to go, oh, actually, I'm feeling like I'm falling now. I'm feeling like I'm not doing enough. 
So I need to get grounded. I need to go out in nature. I need to get my feet on the ground, get my feet dirty. I need to smell essential oils. I need to have a cup of cacao. I need to do something to pull me back into the moment and connect me back to my mother because that's where I am from. That's where I'll go when I die. That's everything. She's everything. So the, the work that you're doing right now and everything that you just said is so important. Um, and we concentrate so much as a society on not acknowledging where we're at and constantly just trying to cover it up, whether it's through antidepressants or being super busy and not making time to connect with our emotions because we think that's important, whatever it is, instead of just taking time and taking space and go, actually, I'm not feeling really good today. What's sitting with me? What will help me? And acknowledging mm. that. Mm. Absolutely. I totally agree. And um, yeah, just as, as like a side note for any listeners, there's, for me, not, there was nothing wrong with the fact that I was on antidepressant medication for a long time because it can be like chemically induced depression and thought based. And they saved my life. Like mm. They saved my life. And at the same time, you can really get down in the dumps and stay in an emotion because it's comfortable and it's part of your identity and or you can suppress and push down and not want to feel. So, for example, when it, as much as I use essential oils to support myself and they, they're, I will tie up, like everything is intentional. The blend that I have on at the moment is like an uplifting citrus blend and peppermint so that I'm like motivated, uplifted and I'm clear for our conversation today. Everything is really intentional in the use of these, you know, tools. And I don't use them as a scapegoat and an escape. I don't use them to avoid emotions. I support my emotions when they're present. It's very important to actually be with what is there. Only way out is through. Mm -hmm. If you actually sit and allow the feeling and breathe through it, then it will pass through naturally. Otherwise, it's completely suppressed and pushed down and then it is actually stored on a cellular level within your body and can create all other things, which is where, like, breath work is really powerful and I love to use that because it releases what's there. Mm. But we, we definitely get to just actually be with and feel what is there. Mm. It's huge. And like you said, it is. It's that power of intention, whether or not you are currently on antidepressants or whatever it is it's that intention when you're taking that pill or whatever it like for you it's that intention when you're taking an essential oil or having a cup of cacao or whatever it is for you of what you're trying to bring into your day with that it's not it's the power of that intention isn't it really yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. and yeah yes. like it stores on a cellular level it's where disease comes from because you're avoiding emotion so yeah huge so huge where do you see yourself going? So are you trying, you're, obviously I see that you're, try, you're talking a lot about breath work and a lot of people um, only know a little bit about this, maybe like through meditation and things like that, connecting with your breath through meditation. I've also seen a lot um, at the moment where you talk about heavy, like there's a lot of heavy breath work where people are like <sighs> to try and bring out energy and bring out emotion. Have you done a lot of that before too, Megan? Do you offer mm, so, yeah, so I offer what could be traditionally known as um, cathartic breath work. Mm -hmm. I, I like to call it somatic, like somatic release 
breathwork. So the, the intention is really to allow the breath to be your medicine because I think the breath does pretty much everything for you. Um, whereas in more other, other sort of cathartic breathworks, the, the practitioner themselves will be pushing and trying to influence a cathartic explosion or release of the person. And I, I think that if that's going to happen, it will happen because the breath has guided it that way. And sometimes I will guide something to happen if I can see that it, it wants to happen, like intuitively. Um, however, the intention is more so to get someone really connected in with their body and allow breath to be their medicine and to guide them into the direct experience of who they really are into, I guess, I would, the words that I would use is absolute, the absolute like oneness, source consciousness, there is something within us that we get to tap into that is actually the root of who we are. And once we tap into that, have direct experience, it makes it very easy to come back to that again and have that be your grounding and your roots. Mm -hmm. And that helps you when you're um, looking to rewire your programming. And, you know, decondition yourself. It helps you to come back to that root and source of who you are and see that beyond the conditioning, you, you're already home. You're already what you're looking for. You're already perfect, whole and complete and, like, limitless. And it's, so the intention is actually for people to hope, like, maybe if it's going to happen, it'll happen. But, like, I would love for people to directly experience who they really are and the breath is just going to work as it works. It will help people release emotions. They'll journey with the music. They might allow some tension to come out of the body, um, whatever whatever way it works. But it really helps you to be in your body because many people are up here just in their brains all the time and not actually tapped into what is happening in their bodies to get a direct experience of what's there and what needs to be let go of. Mm. And so the part, the process is really about releasing what doesn't need to be there anymore and getting really grounded and rooted in that heart space, like in what is at the core of who we really are. Mm. And so the direct experience is really important to me and that's why plant medicines and things are so powerful as well if you actually went into sort of the plant medicine realm because they show you that you get to directly experience that. Breathwork is one of the ways because it also assists um, to tap into like DMT and that sort of thing in the brain and you, you access higher states of consciousness. Plant medicines also do that and allow that and guide you. They guide you to the same place. Once you've directly experienced it, then things like coaching, when I work with you, then you can make long-term change. For me, combining the like breath work with my mentoring and coaching is where it's at. Like that's what's really important because you could have a direct experience and perhaps let go of something, but then you could just grab onto it again later on, or you could forget what you've experienced and go back into old patterning. Mm. So it's really important for me to combine the two for long-term change and embodiment and to really be that presence and power. Mm. Oh, I love that. And I love that you said what you just said just then, like you will grab onto something else that feels the same because it's a habit. It's a habit to be attracted to a certain energy, I guess, a certain story. And we just do connect straight to there and yeah, go right there. 
Do you, and that's where I think the whole thing with having a daily practice of some sort, whatever it is for you, where you come into an intention, a place in your heart and settle and really go through your day, whether it's morning or afternoon. And because it is going to be something continuously that we're challenged with in our lives to pick up old habits and whether or not they look new, but we don't realize it's the same thing until later. Um, and to sit with how we're feeling, what do you find for you works for you? Because obviously this is different for everyone. And all that I ever ask when I ask this question is that people don't follow and they just take little, little snippets or little feelings from everyone. Have a go. And if it doesn't feel good, then try something different. But yeah, what, do, what works for you? Yeah, I've had many different practices and rituals. There's, I guess one that is like an absolute lifeline at the moment, which is Zazen meditation. So as I said before, I draw on a lot of like Zen Buddhism, like philosophy in my work because we, that direct experience of who we really are, like is in the present moment and is beyond the mind. It springs forth. The mind springs forth from what we truly are. It springs forth from that one consciousness and that source energy so beyond identifying with the mind we can directly experience who we really are so if we can sit in silence for 30 minutes and allow everything to be as it is and just observe accept allow surrender allow thoughts to be there bring focus onto the breath breathing in and out nice and slowly and every breath is one count one count up to ten that, that meditation, that style of meditation is very, very powerful because it can, you can tap into some, some very deep experiences and it allows you to get a sense of what true silence is, what it really is like to be the witness, the observer of all and to actually then merge with all and to be at one with everything so fully allow your thoughts to be there without identifying with them and it just allows you to be in the practice of being in the present and not being pushed and pulled by your thoughts or ideas of the past ideas of who you are ideas of the future so the practice for most of the time is I will have a silent sitting every day at least 30 minutes and that practice of returning to the breath and coming back to the present moment is always happening through my day. Mm. Always returning to the present because that is a total clean slate and that's where you tap into that spaciousness and awareness mm. that is beyond all the programming conditioning. Mm. Being in the practice of that, you're not so reactive to everything that's happening in life and so on autopilot. And then you're able to just watch the programs that come up, like thoughts that think I'm not good enough and blah, 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 blah. You're, you have such a spaciousness. If you can stay with your breath and stay in the present rather than being pushed back into the past or into the future and whatever it may be, that's very important. Um, that's the lifeline. The other thing would be something that was really powerful when I first started my journey and still can be now is Byron Katie. 
there's four questions. So if, especially if you have trouble with your thoughts and you're not able to just see them for what they are, which is programming. And then there's four questions. One is, the first one is, is it true? So if a thought comes up and says, oh, I'm going to fuck this up, I always do. You would ask yourself, is it true? And you'd be like, yeah, it's, I think it's true. Like I've fucked up a couple of times, so yeah, I think it's true. And then the second question would be, is it 100% without a doubt absolutely true? And then go, oh, well, I don't always fuck up, I guess. Like I can't actually ever know anything to be 100% true because that comes down to subjective perception. The answer is always no. And the third question is, well, if I believe that thought, who would I be? Or how would I feel? How would I behave? I would be a failure. I would feel like shit. I wouldn't want to try. I would do, do things half-assed. I would sabotage just because I'm believing a thought to be true. So four, who would I be without the thought? How would I feel if I didn't believe it to be true? How would I behave if I didn't believe it to be true? Well, I would give my all. I would be a success. I wouldn't be a failure because that's a bullshit thought. I would feel great. I would try my best. I wouldn't sabotage. So you can notice the very, the, this, the very powerful shift in, a, in perception just from asking a couple of questions to shift the way that you're looking at something. So the question, is it true, is very, very powerful to interrupt some, whenever programming is coming in and to shift that and reframe that if you'd like to. If there's like, an, there's a catch and release method that myself and my partner, um, we teach in our programs, which is to firstly ask if it's true and then go into if there's an emotional reaction or something happening in the body, somatic reaction to then come back to the breath and allow it to be there and to move through. And if it's not moving um, and you're still in state of reaction to firstly allow some time to pass or do a state, you know, work on shifting your state through some energy movement. Like so through dance or through primal screaming, through breath work, whatever it is to help move the energy. And three, then you would ask powerful questions such as what would what do I choose or what would love do what would the truth of me say feel or do in this moment how would unconditional love be embodied in this situation mm. and then you move move from that place interrupting the thought firstly and then asking yourself a fucking powerful question to hold you to your sovereignty and you move from that place. And then you celebrate the fact that you've caught it. Really important, most of us, we can even get caught in this spiral in personal development in which we, we are motivated to be better humans, to, to touch our power, to really know who we are and to keep moving forward. But we are doing that from this place of not feeling good enough within ourselves. So we're always moving, always get, trying to get to a destination which doesn't exist. And we forget to celebrate along the way because it's never good enough. We're like, oh, I've taken a step forward, but I need to take 50. It's not enough. And we get to practice acknowledging the entire journey because there is no destination. It's always unfolding, ever unfolding. 
I love that. And yes, celebrate, 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 celebrate. We are amazing. Like we're an amazing creature and amazing experience. And we do, I find the whole personal development thing is a really tricky thing because it's that rem- you, it's that reminder that you already are enough. You don't always need to be trying to level, level, level that way. It's going like going in and celebrate who you are because you're an individual and you're not going to see your story is not going to be your coach's story or it's not going to be the Oprah's story, like whatever it is or whatever you are attracted to, it's going to be different and it's still going to be as beautiful and as powerful and as amazing of a journey. Um, But yeah, it is that celebration. Celebrate who you are. Celebrate the struggles that you've gone through and you've overcome in your life. Turn that victim mentality around to be about celebrating those things because it's fucking powerful. Like, like, who doesn't like to party like that? (laughs) Like, yes. Yeah. Like when, if you can come into the knowing that you are already perfect and you're amazing as you are and you're doing amazing and celebrate that, then when you approach like personal mastery and spiritual embodiment, discovery, enlightenment, whatever you want to term your path from that place of wholeness within you, then it's all just a big fucking game. There's no attachment to how things are going to work out. You don't need it to look a certain way to feel whole because you're already whole. So it's like, wow, let's just see. There's so much I can play with here. How, how much mastery can I bring into my life? How deep can I make my spiritual practice? How embodied can I be in unconditional love and loving kindness? It's all like a big playground from that place and it's so much fun. Then we're feeling, then we're really feeling truly alive and playing in this experience because we're so blessed to be here. We're so blessed to even be alive. Mm. And I think we do, we get so caught up in this goal of happiness where we feel like when we're going to, when I get to this place of happiness, there's not going to be shit going on in my life anymore. I'm going to have all this stuff under control. I'm never going to have to be afraid or fear or anything like that. But that is not real. That's not real. That's not our experience. Our experience involves pain. It involves shit coming up. It involves fear. But like you said, it's a game. It's like, oh, why am I feeling afraid in this moment? Hang on. Let's play with that. Let's see where that's coming from and let's flip it around and see what happens instead of diving into that old story or that old habit or whatever it is. It's so powerful and, yeah, it is. It's fun. Like, it can be fun. <laughs> it's yeah. meant to be fun anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like I like to say pain is inevitable, suffering mm. is a choice. Amen. Yep, so true, so true. Like it is, it is. And pain is inevitable. That's right. You can't, we are not in control of any moment in any time. The earth is, mother is, like love, like God, universe, whatever you like to call it, is in control of that. That's, it's like a 50-50 duality, but we can choose to take a different perception in those moments and make the choice of love and the choice of having fun in the moments of pain instead of it being, oh, no, this is happening to me and going into that victim story um, that's preached so often. Yeah. If you're, if you're tapped into that absolute awareness, like consciousness, mm. then pain can be present simultaneously with joy Same. because yeah. you know it's not personal. Like life is just unfolding spontaneously. Mm. It just is. Mm. Everything just is. 
That's so right. if you can maintain your root and stay with what's within you, anything can be present and you're able to simply observe it and be with it and accept it and not fully buy into it or make it mean anything about you. And then there's that sense of spaciousness that comes with that and an underlying joy, contentment and peace. Mm, peace, yeah. And it is those experiences that we're given that test us, that test us with that feeling and, or connection or bring us, try to bring us back into those old stories. They're gifts. They're gifts to show you, look what you've overcome. Look the way you used to react to this thing. Look what you would have done before and look where you are now. Celebrate it. Celebrate. Yeah, I didn't get sucked into that old story or that old image of myself. Like celebrate that. Like, yeah, it's amazing. So much power. And there's, that's everything. Like that joy, that feeling, that's everything. And that's what your birthright is. Your birthright is that. Your birthright is to have fun with this. Your birthright is to be joyful, to love, to laugh, to like have a good time with it, no matter what's going on. Mm. Mm. I so um, agree. I think too we we have come from a place where 100, 200 years ago, whatever, we were in this sense of our biology having to be the leader of our bodies of our minds having to go into survival mode and become the leader of our bodies. And now we're being given this amazing gift, especially in the first world that we live in right now. If you live in like a westernized country, I guess you could say, where we have the ability to now rise up our consciousness and heal the world and heal ourselves and heal our past DNA and our past lineage and all that stuff and let go of this, let go of our minds, let go of ego, let go of that place of fear and that survival mode. And it is going to be that continuous battle between your biology because it's what our DNA has given us to survive as a species and that connection to heart um, and making sure we have both too because it's there for a reason. You are who you are. And you, I think for so long we try and deny who we are and deny our pleasures or deny our experiences and think that we need to fit into a certain box, no matter what that box is. Um, and I think that's why it's so important to find what spiritual practices or daily practices work for you as an individual because it won't be what works for me or what works for me again. It'll be what works for you um, and what makes you feel good. And that yeah, will change, hey, like, I bet It you- will change. Like, I used to journal every day and I'd have, like, so I'd, I'd be really strict on cacao ceremony every day and breath work and intention setting and manifesting and all the things, and they all vary and change. Mm-hmm. They always will shift and change and flow with who you are. I think as long as you have something that's a lifeline that gives you that foundation to stay connected to what's within you and to like your sovereignty, then every, that's really powerful. And then if you, like for me, really um, mature spiritual understanding is knowing that it's both, like you said. It's connection to who we truly are and it's form. There's a powerful Buddhist sutra that says emptiness is form, form is emptiness. They're both the same. They manifest as oneness. If you really truly believe in the oneness of all things, then I invite you to not get caught up in the idea that that means that 
like not being human anymore, wanting to escape the humanity of things and just return home or bypass things. It's mm. all the same. It's yeah. all made of the same thing. It's all yeah. perfect. It is beautiful, beautiful. It's that whole enjoyment of whatever you as a person enjoy doing and not feeling guilty about that as long as your intention is correct. Like as long as your intention comes from that place of love and self-worth and respect and all of those things, it's fine to do what you truly love because that's what you're here for. You're meant to enjoy this experience instead of denying yourself continuously thinking that that's the path to spiritual enlightenment um because your path can look different and i feel like that's such an important message at the moment i find in the um spiritual personal development community if you're looking from the outside you can see like oh so i've got to be a vegan who meditates for two hours every day and then gives continuously and I don't buy things and I don't have get to have a nice car or a nice house and all that stuff. And that's not true. (laughs) So that can be a story in itself as well. It's what aligns Mm. with you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. There's method beneath the madness for Mm. many people. Like there is for those that are doing it. Mm. Um, for, with pure intention, there's method behind the madness for those things mm. and it could be of benefit to you and the only way to know if it works for you is to find out. But as you said, there's no one way, there's no one perfect picture of how it needs to look. Mm. I know for me I used to think I had to have hundreds of crystals and all these things and like adorn myself in them so when I, I looked like a spiritual person because that's what I was and, like, all that stuff. And now I'm just like, oh, man, that's really intense. <laughs> it's an yeah. intense commitment. Like, it's no yeah. – yeah, and that, that's what I'm – yeah, it'll look different for everyone and it is – it's really about that alignment. If people want to connect with you to do future work with you, Megan, you're based on the Gold Coast currently, that's right. Yes, Gold Coast and online. Yeah, beautiful. Are you doing any workshops so people can connect, come and see you or is it best to connect with you online? Like what have you got coming up? So it, um, I don't have set dates right now for workshops, but there's many being planned at the yeah. moment. So it's really best to just connect with me online at this moment in time to stay in the loop for upcoming um, programs and workshops. There's going to be some on the Gold Coast, Brisbane, and in May there will be some in Sydney. So that'll be a variety of, I guess, different approaches, including essential oils, um, like somatic exercises, so breath work or Osho star um, meditation, and then also bringing in some of the mindfulness and um, ancient wisdom that I teach in coaching. So, yeah, keep an eye out for the different Gold Coast um, workshops coming up and then that sort of thing. But if you were like... If you're like, I must work with you right now, and um, then you can you can apply to do one-on-one coaching with me. I only take a couple of people at a time, so you could apply to do that. Um, and then you're also welcome to come and get like aroma touch massage and treatments and, and breath work um, with me in the Gold Coast if you're around the Gold Coast. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm definitely going to want to go to one of those Gold Coast events. It sounds amazing. Oh. Like I'll be there. <laughs> It's so good to actually get to connect with you in person. I'm so, so grateful for today and for our chats and just all the work that I see you do just on social platforms, on Instagram and just the presence that you bring. It's so beautiful. It's so true 
Um, it's so much love and just so much openness and it's such a blessing. It's so good. So if you don't do anything today except for just add Megan um, and follow her along, you can connect with her any way you feel. I really, really encourage you to because it's so good to feel that void, like that feed with beautiful things. Like, oh, so, mm. so grateful. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, please. Thank you. Yes, I would love you guys to be a part of my community whether it's like doTERRA or just the online alive earth community so that's like the hashtag to follow at alive earth or megan louise broadback on facebook i'll put all the things in the notes and stuff but much love thank you so much thank you so much emma i wholeheartedly Really, 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 really would love for you to go and follow um, Megan. All the links to follow her are in the show notes, like I said before. Um, Please go along and connect with her. If you're on the Gold Coast, really encourage you to get along to any circles and just add her on Instagram or Facebook and you'll see when she puts them up. We are also going to be holding one together up on the sunny coast sometime through winter so keep an eye out for that if you're interested in coming along to anything like that please subscribe to my website follow me on instagram and check out what i'm doing all the time if you're loving these podcasts i would love 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 for you to share them to connect with them through writing a review to tell your friends about them so they can get out into this world This is something that is so on my heart. And if you are getting anything from them every week, I would love to hear back from you. Um, It is something that I do from my heart and truly, truly that is my intention with it is just to share. So I would love for you to do the same, to share, to give me a review and to connect. If you are around on the 20th of March up on the sunny coast, I do have a cacao ceremony. We will be connecting with the medicine of cacao. We will be joining our hearts together through that medicine, creating, having drum. There'll be, I'll be playing my drum. We might even get some dancing in. So if you'd love to come along, if you've never been to anything like that before, I really encourage you to do so. Um, and connect, connect with cacao, connect with women, connect with the full moon. Um, it will be a Libran full moon, so it will be amazing. It is the last super moon of the year. That is there for you, okay? That will sell out. It is selling at the moment, so if you want to come along and you've been holding off, I really encourage you to get tickets. Um, I am also looking at doing kids' workshops. So if that's something that you're also called into doing, please contact me, Um please follow me along and just see what's coming up there's going to be different things all coming from the sacred from this space and i just want you to love and honor yourself this week much love and lunar light to you all